Hot Takes and Toast is brought to you by Jerry Signer Cadillac. Cadillac owners may have changed, but luxury hasn't. Come see the bold new lineup of Cadillac at Jerry Signer Cadillac today. Hype, PK. Comparisons is driving you nuts. Steve Kerr says Kevin Durant is more gifted than Michael Jordan. How can that be? It's impossible. Why it says is because KD is seven feet tall and can play all possessions. Positions. E- positions, yes. Even with that, Jordan is Jordan. What positions? So what? More, he can just shoot over anybody, even people who defend him, who are right up on him. Shoots right over him. Who's blocking MJ's shot? It's like... Uh, Not blocking, but contesting. As long as it goes in, what difference does it make? If that's that big of a deal, then I can sign uh, Bobob uh, Maranovic, whoever you say his name. Come on. This game, game isn't about height exclusively. If it would be, Felton Spencer's jersey would be retired. Kyle says he's five inches taller. The end. Shane says physically maybe the end of comparisons. No way. Shane says physically maybe, but mentally not a chance. And is that a gift? Is what a gift? The mental toughness. We don't normally view that certainly as a physical gift, but is it time we should? Is that a trait? That's a trait you want. Is it a gift? Can it be acquired? Because to me, Mitchell is a shorty NBA standards, but he has that mental toughness. And how does he have it versus somebody else who doesn't have it? Why does one player, person, have it and somebody else doesn't? How can Trey Young have the proverbial can't throw the ball in the ocean for three and a half quarters on Sunday in an elimination game on the road against the number one seed. And then make the big shots. Yeah. Huge three. What's going on there that allows Trey Young to flourish on a completely and totally off night by virtually any standards, by anyone, but yet finds ways to make the biggest buckets of the game? So mental toughness. Wouldn't you want that over some other gifts? Height? Trey Young has no height. Nope, he doesn't. And yes, you would. But it's really hard to identify it and measure okay. it. Or otherwise, these guys wouldn't fall in the draft. But we know, well, he went fifth. That's not that outrageous. But we know that Jordan had it. Mm-hmm. And so how can Kerr say that? And nothing against Durant. But I'm not putting him anywhere close. Close to Michael Jordan. Yeah. And normally I would say, well, that's because uh, Kerr, you know, he coached him and whatnot. So he's seen him every day. It's like the Pace Mannion theory the other day when we were talking mm-hmm. to him when he said, I would vote Draymond Green for Defensive Player of the Year. And I thought, of course you would, because you've been watching because of your son. You've been watching the games and you see him. You see all the little things, the non-box scorable things that show up. Mm-hmm. So I get exactly why Pace would say that, because he's seen the man play 
literally probably, well, they didn't play 82, but he probably saw 70 games this year or whatnot. And so he's in love with Draymond Green, where we see all of Gobert, so we're in love with Gobert. So I get exactly where Pace was coming from. If if the roles were reversed and we were following the Warriors, I'd probably think Draymond Green should get it because I'm watching him all the time. But then I realized, well, wait a second, Kerr played all those years with Jordan. He saw him. I don't get it. This doesn't make any sense to me. How could you say has, has Durant shown the mental toughness and maybe the bar is just extremely too high and it's unfair to anybody. Now you're getting there. But yet he <laughs> says he's more gifted. So Kerr's not getting there. So maybe what Kerr is getting at, and I don't know because I didn't hear the context of the well, conversation, can, how it started it's and all on that. the internet. But you let's, can hear it. So what he's getting at then is, can you imagine what Jordan would have done if he was seven feet tall and had that wingspan? No, because he already did it. But he might he might have had ten. Oh, that's like you with the Donovan Mitchell. If he had half of a toe, he would have scored 30, uh, 42 40, points. Right. But 39, 9, and 9. No, I disagree. I don't think he would have. I don't think Jordan would have done anymore. He did what he did. And that's what he needed to do. So there was no reason to do anymore. There I wasn't. think if Jordan could have won a 7th or 8th, he would have won a 7th or 8th. And if he could have won a ninth or a tenth, he would have won a ninth or a tenth. But to get the ninth or the tenth, he, he would have to had taller? to be more physically gifted. No. If Jordan more could physically shoot, gifted? Yeah, if Jordan were seven feet and could shoot over people, you don't think he'd be even if better? If Bill Gates had more money, he'd be richer. True story. <laughs> Come That's on. what Bezo says. That's ridiculous, though. No, I don't. I disagree on that. He did what he needed to do. He wasn't... Height wasn't going to give him titles early on. Because that's the time he didn't win. Once he hit his groove, he won all the time. Once some of the guys around him hit the groove. But the guys around him. No, I think it was him too. That we know the story of Jackson having to get him to find a way to defer Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. So he wasn't mature enough game-wise to understand, and certainly the players around him had him to get better, and, and I know he and we, we say, well, you've got the right coach, and all the Jazz fans hate Phil Jackson, so they're going to go nuts on that. <laughs> uh, I, I get that, but nevertheless, uh, the Bulls didn't win before Jackson got there, and the Lakers didn't win before Jackson got there, so i got to give the guy some kind of credit here, uh, and not just he didn't just roll out the balls. He may not be in Mr. X and O, but coaching is just about the widest scope of definition that there is out there in any occupation as virtually any management position is you're management and you end up being a counselor uh, because uh, you're dealing with people and their individual personalities and problems and all that stuff that comes with that so you're hired to be an accountant but if you're the manager of the accountants you end up being a whole lot more than an accountant whatever whatever it might be so I, I don't think Jordan was prepared I don't think Another three or four inches or five inches to Jordan's height would have meant any difference. I just don't think he was ready to win at that point. And once he was ready to win, he literally did not. He never lost. MJ could fly, Garrett says. Hence his nickname, Air Jordan. That's a gift KD doesn't out of the have. Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Doug says Steve smoking crack. Crack? No, I don't think he's that deep into it. I think he's more of a. Of a Caruso kind of guy. Tony says, my team was beat out of the play-in game of the playoffs. How do I stay relevant? Drop some poop emoji comment about MJ. MJ was 6 for 6 in the finals. KD is not the end. Amen. 
Six for six. That's a great day in any baseball game. <laughs> it's an extra <laughs> inning game. Or one of those twenty three to twenty three to three beatings. You're battering them, them, yeah. Six for six, yeah. Mike says Kerr is high. A lot. Well, he can't criticize the president now. So to get his name out there, he can't do that. So I guess maybe there's something to it. I don't bat it. I don't know the context. I think he was asked a question or maybe I'm not sure. But I gotta admit, man, both eyebrows went shooting through the roof. Corey says that's an interesting take. It's wrong, but it's interesting. Okay, I can agree on both of that, those accounts. I'm okay with that. Co- Cody just gives it a hard no. Hard no, all caps. It's a hard no, huh? MJ's MJ. And he says if hard you're, too? If you're, yeah, if you're of the generation that saw MJ, it's hard to compare anybody to that guy. But Kerr did. I know, and he played with him. So he's the one doing it. <clears throat> What so a, that's a compliment to Durant, or it's a shot at Durant, because if you've well, got more physical gifts and you don't have as many championships, what the heck? As Charles Barkley would say, first of all, if I'm Kerr, I never see MJ again, because he don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be some speech he's going to be giving in the near future. <laughs> he's looking at an iPad laughing right now. And he's going to go <laughs> and bring this up somewhere along the line, man, because he... Retirement speech, he's calling out Brian Russell. And that was ridiculous, but I guess that's what made him what, what he was. So now his own teammate, who he made him a hero and gave him all the celebrity and fame, uh, and now you're saying that, yeah, he crossed the line. If I'm, if I'm David Stern, I slap a penalty on him from the great beyond. <laughs> Let's go to Jeff. Jeff's on the phone. Jeff, good morning. Morning, guys. How hey, you guys doing? Good, hey, Jeff. So, it's just a funny little comment. So, I actually agree with PK. I think uh, his comment was real ridiculous. Trying to compare Jordan and uh, Durant, just like they're completely different eras. You know, nowadays you have better diet, better analytics. You can analyze things so much more. The training is completely different. What MJ did in his time, you can't compare it. It's completely different. It's like trying to say that. You know, for A-Rod is just as great as, you know, the great Bambino. So for me, like, comparing different eras, it's really tough to do. You can compare Kevin Durant to maybe LeBron James, but I think that comparing MJ to Kevin Durant is just out of this world. You can't compare him to, to MJ. He's, he's the GOAT of all yeah. times. All right. Thanks for the call. That's one guy with common sense. Where are the rest of you, Stan? 855-340-ZONE. We've got to take a break here. Now, you've seen a rash of these. You're going to recount a few of them coming up. Can we compile a list? Do we have many of them? Oh, I bet you you do. You'll have some. I'll have some. Yak will have some. All right. We'll get to that next. DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. The Top 60 and 60 is back in the Zone Sports Network. Listen every day at 1.30 as Hanson Scott. He'll announce another member of the Top 60 players in the state of Utah. Counting you down to the start of the college football season. It's the Top 60 and 60 presented by Cypress Credit Union, Icon Health and Fitness, and Icon Health and Fitness right here on the Zone Sports Network. Comparisons, PK, outrageous, realistic, parallels. Trey Young's the next Steph Curry. Yeah, well, Luka Doncic is the next Larry Bird. I don't like it, but I've heard it. I don't see it. I see Larry on the wing. Luka's at the top of the key. Yeah, 
I don't see it. I think you, you, once you say you're the next, that means you have to play the position. Who did I hear? I'm in mean, our guy, uh, Mr. Smith. What's the A stand for? Anybody know? Stephen A. Smith. Yeah. I've seen some suggestions that we cannot say on air. Oh, you're going bleep bleep. Yes. Yeah, he's my hero, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> A B rider who figured out TV. Yeah, by yelling and screaming, loudmouth. Yeah. Being a loudmouth can pay off. It doesn't pay off for all of us, but for some of us it can. And not to the level that he has, but I'm, I'm doing okay myself. Uh, I heard him say Booker, Devin Booker's an ex-Kobe. <sighs> the next Kobe. In terms of being an ultimate BA, at that position, you know, the wing player who can play, you know, if you need him to play point, fine. If you need him to play two, fine. If you need him to play three, fine. And probably four, you know, doesn't have the height but to play five. But, you know, certainly is just a tremendous, tremendous all-around player. I put MJ1 and Kobe 2. And, and just would tear your heart out. Forget about beating your grandmother in checkers. LeBron fans are waiting to find out what number you're going to give him. That's no slight on him. But for me, it's it's Jordan and Kobe. Yeah. And the attitude. Just focused on everything. I mean, to an extent, and I know LeBron's a lightning rod, and I appreciate it because he's done some good stuff. And I know for others, it's totally turned you off. When he comes out and tweets, you know, when I leave my mansion in Beverly Hills, I'm, I'm literally hunted every day by the cops. No, I mean, no, you're not. You know, you just aren't. Maybe you were making a point. And so I appreciate you. Even if I disagree, I, then that's just me. I appreciate people. Uh, first of all, they certainly have the right to say it. And, and that's what we're about here. Whether you agree with it or not, it's up to you. But I wonder, the point I'm making is when it was time to play basketball, MJ and Kobe, were they just so focused that they didn't even know what was going on around them? Because it certainly isn't, well, all the stuff that happened last summer, it's not brand new. You know, MJ was in the league on the Rodney King thing, wasn't he? I think he was, yeah. Yeah, he would have yeah. been, absolutely. Right. So I wonder... And I'm just kind of talking here, so I don't even know if it's true. But I wonder, those guys, you didn't hear as much of that from them because they were so focused. And I wonder how much that takes away from LeBron. Maybe it doesn't take away at all. I don't know. Did all that in the bubble and still won the title. So I don't know that it took away that much. I would think the difference with LeBron, in LeBron's prime, now he was setting up super teams, so maybe that's the difference. But in his prime, Kobe, after Shaq, before Gasol, they were an eight seed. And, in his prime. And, and so if I'm looking for a separator between LeBron and Kobe, now in his prime, you know, <laughs> LeBron decided to go with ultra-short contracts and basically be the team's GM and coach himself. Yeah, I, I'd take Kobe on my team anytime in his prime. I don't well, know, sure, care but we're deciding behind two. We're deci- we're deciding between two and three behind Jordan, so we're splitting hairs here. I'm taking Kobe. Yeah, I'm, if I'm going to make a comparison, 
And I view LeBron uh, uh, as a different player than those two anyway. <laughs> we just got a great comparison. Go ahead. PK is more gifted than Skip Bayless. Time to go national, baby. <laughs> you are underrated and underappreciated. You got to go national, PK. Well, I'm not going to go national. Uh, for I could probably do it now, but there was a certain period of time where I literally couldn't move out of state for personal reasons. It just it, I couldn't do it. I literally could not do it. Uh, now I could, but now we're so far along in the game. Yeah. And I've never been one of these grass is greener guys. You know, what if, what if this, what if that? I try to look at my spot and see the spot that I'm in. How can I make that best, the best spot that it can be? And for 19 years, I've done that. And let's face it, man, it, it, there's not all sorts of people who could work with me and you're the guy. <laughs> so why change that? You know what I mean? Why mess that up? Got a good thing going. No, it's a great thing. And it's, uh, well, I was, I was quoting Dave Rose. Got oh, a good okay. thing going yeah. here. Don't mess it up. He said that at the end of one interview. And at that point we, uh, I know which studio we were in when he said it. because I can see the moment he said it and thinking <laughs> Dave Rose is funny and he's right. <laughs> and we were probably six or seven years in at that point. Yeah, I get that the the Bayless and the Stephen A. thing. My, I get they've taken it to the highest level. I get both people throw me in that category. Both former writers. I mean, I'm bombastic. Yeah, I can be. Although I think it's overrated. I don't think I am. I think the reputation actually is greater than the actual actuality. And it's a little older. You were more bombastic when you were younger. You are less uh, bombastic now. If the situation calls for it, though, as far as the Jazz go, you know, I was embarrassed for him the other night. I'm not going to just, oh, it wasn't Rudy's fault. It wasn't Quinn's fault. It wasn't, it was everybody's fault. Yeah. You win as a team, you lose as a team. And I've got no problem saying that. And if that's going to cause harm, so be it. But I don't think it's going to cause harm because I think most people are aware of the truth and they want it to be said. And uh, if you don't, then people you know, are going to click the, the button. The interesting thing is that if you're saying the truth, if you're saying it to be outrageous, then the people on the inside, players, coaches, GMs, athletic directors, you know, whoever called your pro. But a lot of times there are people who will tell you the truth because they want you to say the truth because they want the truth out there, but they can't say it themselves because of their job. And so they appreciate that more than the, oh, well, you tried hard and that was pretty good. You're like, no, <laughs> we should have done better. Dang it. Yeah, I mean, and, and I think you could think right now, and we got to go to break, I know, but right now, you, I'll bet you could think Utah basketball, BYU basketball, Utah football, BYU football, jazz, Aggie football, Aggie basketball, you could think of an example for every one of those. Sure. We've yeah, been, we've been doing it long enough. There's been that moment where, well, you don't want to say it because it hurts so bad, but it's the truth. And people on the inside, coaches, players, GMs, they really do want the truth said. Because yeah. if you don't address where it really went wrong, how do you fix it? Yeah, well said. I think that uh, most of the time, uh, I'm, as I've progressed along this thing that we do, 
it, it, I think most folks understand they determine to an extent what you say. I mean, if the Jazz are playing up 2-0 in the Western Conference Finals, no one's crying to blues. But when you blow a 25-point lead and you allow Terrence Mann to score 39 points, I mean, what the crap? What am I supposed to say? Way to go, guys. You tried hard? No, they don't want that. So they actually determine what is being said, not me. You just sit there and watch the games. You take a few notes and you show up and this is what I saw. Because everybody else who saw the game saw the same thing. And that, that's what they want to hear too. And most of the time when they lose, they don't even turn, tune in. <laughs> they just want to hear when things are good. <laughs> no doubt about it. <laughs> so, Should and have I, seen the ratings yeah. for all the weekend sports shows after the Jazz got eliminated. Down. People didn't want to delve into it. Yeah, <laughs> They didn't want to delve into it. And it, there's nothing better than a Saturday in the college football season when everybody wins and oh, nobody's yeah. playing at 8.30. Because 8.30 goes right through the show. Uh-huh. But, man, if you, if you win at, at noon or 1 or 5 or 6 or whatever, yeah, we go everybody today. wants to revel oh, in We could go today. We were down at BYU Media Day, and there was a, a person there that I, I tapped on the shoulder and said, hello, you know the guy. And that was the night before they had lost game five at home here, right? And the guy says to me, man, I listen to you every morning, but I just couldn't bring myself to go today. <laughs> right. On his drive from wherever he yeah. lived down to BYU. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it was a devastating loss. Yeah. So you got to, as long as you speak the truth and, you're, and have fun with it, everything's cool. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. So Steve Kerr says Kevin Durant's more gifted than Michael Jordan. Got some more comparisons out there. There's some more, uh, there's some more parallels to be drawn, even if they're only you know 70% true because MJ is MJ. All right, we'll get to that next. Stay with us. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.